Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Spilling the Tea on GovCon. I'm Teresa Moon, Director of Business Development for Parabolus. We provide a better financial partnership for government contractors that includes a line of credit to fund your growth. The purpose of this podcast is to assist small businesses with success in the federal marketplace by introducing them to industry experts and resources that they may not otherwise know about. Today's guest is an extraordinary human and my friend, Ms. Candace Waterman. Candace is the president and CEO of Women Impacting Public Policy, or WIP, and I'm so excited to finally have you on, my friend. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so, so excited. And I just want to tell you, thank you for all you do. You are such an amazing champion for the small business community across the country. I just look at you as this like force to be reckoned with this one woman show who's just getting it done. So I thank you. Well, thank you so much for saying that. And I didn't even have to pay you for that. So I appreciate it. I think we can share our passion for helping people and, and dedicating ourselves to doing that. So I'm grateful that you're here. I am very appreciative of your kind words. So thank you. And for those of our listeners that may not already know about you or know about WIP, if you wouldn't mind um, giving a little bit more details about yourself and your background and then highlighting what the organization does. Oh, absolutely. So um, for me, Candace Waterman, I am first and foremost, I think the quintessential servant leader. I do not take my position or space in this life or my career for granted. I am here to serve the people, meaning the 12.9 million women-owned businesses that I am charged to serve. Um, from a background perspective, I've got a vast background in women's business development. I've been uh, an executive with WeBank uh, as the vice president and chief of staff over at WeBank, which is the largest third-party certifier. I have been a procurement officer in the um, public space from a medical perspective, so in the medical industry, and a business owner. And so I think all of those three things have really allowed me the great ingredients to sit in the seat that I sit in right now, where I feel like I've hit the trifecta. I love what I do, why I do it, and the amazing people like yourself that I get to do it with every day. So my, my background is probably expands about 35 years um, in the space of assisting businesses with growth. Uh, and I'm super excited to be able to do that here at WIP, which for those who don't know, WIP as we are lovingly known, um, WIP is the largest and leadest, uh, leading uh, advocacy voice on Capitol Hill for women in business, representing the 12.9 million women-owned businesses in the country with a special niche or focus in government contracting. So we speak what I call three languages that can be summarized in ACE, A-C-E, that's advocacy, absolutely the cornerstone of why we were born 21 years ago, community, our community of women-owned small business, women-owned businesses, corporations, agency partners, strategic partners, meaning other organizations like us who assist the small business community, and we're all connected and committed to each other's success. So that's our C in community. And last, rounding that out uh, is the E, education. Because if I am on the Hill advocating for women to have 
not just a seat at the table, but a real voice and opportunity, particularly from a procurement perspective, then we want to ensure that they have uh, the skill set, the wherewithal, the capacity expansion needed to fulfill on those procurement opportunities. So that's kind of who WIP is from a 50,000 view, right? ACE, consider us your ace and hole. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. And, and my experience with WIP was encouraged by friends. And I think that's the best part of it. And so not having previously had knowledge of WIP or the work that you all do, um, several of my friends within the GovCon space are part of your leadership team. And so I followed them like I do to most things. I I kind of, uh, you know, trudge along and people that I admire, I, I try to, um, you know, emulate the things that I admire most about them. And you've got a, a fantastic leadership group within WIP. And so I was lucky enough to get exposure to the organization through there having, like I said, no prior knowledge to it. And I have learned so much so quickly of the welcoming environment that WIP exposes to women business leaders, whether you're a business owner or not, being mm -hmm. a part of the government contracting space can be intimidating. It is a, a male dominated uh, space. And when we can sit together and collectively join our voices and, and advocate on behalf of the collective group, I've found so much camaraderie and so much joy within their organization and the events that you guys put on that I have, I've enjoyed every moment of it. And so I really wanted to take the time to highlight from a, a leadership perspective, um, what you guys are focusing on, how people can get involved and what that means. Because like I said, the impact that I found from the little bit that I've already done with you all has been amazing. And I, and I intend to increase my activity within the organization as well. And so I want to spread some of that through our network, through this podcast. And so let's jump right in because I know there's a lot here and, and you're a great uh, voice for the, for the collective group. But what do you think the greatest impact is that WIP is making on behalf of women-owned businesses? You know, honestly, I think our greatest impact is not just singular, if you will, because we're not a linear organization, right? We have these sort of swim lanes, part of the same pool, but swim lanes, if you will. And I would say they go hand in hand, and that is advocacy and then the procurement piece of it, as well as the education, which again is summarized in that ACE, because you can't have one without the other. Sort of like how we talk about, which is great to talk about it with you, you can't talk about access to contracts without talking about access to capital, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's the same conversation or um, you can't separate the conversations, if you will. Mm -hmm. So that's how it is with, with WIP. The biggest impact for us in the advocacy space is we work with Congress on a daily basis to ensure that there are regulations and laws put in place to assist the women-owned small business community and remove barriers. For instance, most people don't know there is a federal WOSB program in place because of the work that we have done for so many years to ensure that we advocated for women to have that seat at the table. Now, I'm always giving credit where credit is due. I wasn't here with WIP at that time when we were working to get that advocacy and that um, program put in place, but I'm the person, thankfully, that has been given the baton to take it on to the next level. Mm -hmm. I stand on the shoulder of giants, right, with what I do. And so I would say from an impact perspective is from an 
um, advocacy is our reputation on Capitol Hill and our voice that we not only use, but people listen to. Mm-hmm. And then the community, you said it, we've got amazing leaders that just are so committed to the success of each other. There is no push and pull and tugging in that. If we're pushing and pulling, we're pulling the next person up with us, right? So we can break the proverbial glass ceiling, if you will. And we're bringing everybody along with us, locked arm in arm. You know, I even hear sometimes our women-owned businesses might be talking to a procurement professional either in the GovCon space or with one of the prime contractors, right? And they're say, I'm looking for X, Y, Z. And that particular woman on small business doesn't provide that particular service, but they're like, oh, I have a colleague who does. So they bring them along. And that's what our community is really all about, is ensuring that we are committed to the success of each other as women-owned small businesses, but also to the success of the agencies and the primes, because when they're successful, they're going to utilize women-owned small businesses. Absolutely. And I think it's unique to this organization to have that unification in in a positive way like that, Um, not to denigrate anything that's gone on, but I think a lot of women aren't educated until they really get involved to know. Um, at our last event that I attended in DC a couple of weeks ago, uh, one of your speakers was talking about uh, legislation that's been put into place and, and things that have, been, have changed in my lifetime. And I couldn't believe how long it had spread that women weren't given the same access to opportunities. I had no idea. I mean, I was born in 1979 and for women to have been unable to get mortgages on their own, get business loans on their own, well within the uh, professional experience of being able to gain those things and having money in their bank accounts to ask for that type of money was mind blowing to me because I always thought of myself as, as being on the up and up about you know the struggles that women had had in the past. I didn't realize that it was even until the 1980s that the lack of access was their late 80s, no less. I mean, we're talking Reagan administration when these things were being changed. Mm-hmm. My mind was blown. And I think that's so important that if if you don't go and put yourself out there to hear from women who have trudged that journey before you, you don't know. And these are women that are my mom's age, right? My mom was young having me. And I had no idea that if she had gone out to try to get a mortgage without my dad signing off on it, she wouldn't have gotten it. Absolutely. And you know, it's so interesting because- Sometimes we don't know what we don't know, right? Right, And so through having these conversations, sharing narratives, um, having really good storytelling, which is what we try to do as well to mm-hmm. educate people, because when you know where you came from, you know that clears the path to knowing where you need to go, if you yep. will. Mm-hmm. And, and you are correct. I mean, even to right now, which, you know, you know better than others um, from a, a, at least an access to capital perspective, you know, that women typically get one, they suffer from what I call application anxiety. So they count themselves out before they even get in the game. So they yep. don't even complete an application. Secondly, they ask for far less than what they really need. Mm-hmm. And then they absolutely receive far less than what they ask for. Right. And often the, the T's and C's, the terms and conditions are totally different. And so it is part of this advocacy world, right, that we're in, that we are trying to ensure those types of things don't happen. 
because we know that access to the marketplace, meaning procurement and capital is a barrier to entry and a barrier to growth, right? right? Over our male counterparts. And it's not pitting one against the other. It's just saying that we want a seat at the table and we want access because we absolutely are going to fulfill once we get there. Absolutely. And I think Mm -hmm. learning those behaviors from someone else that has already walked that walk is so important. So sharing of the stories, I say it a lot when I'm presenting, if business leaders shared intimately more often, those mistakes that were made don't need to be made twice. And just because the mistake wasn't yours doesn't mean that you have to repeat it in order to learn from it. You can learn from someone else's story. And that's that's what the impact that I've been feeling every time I'm involved in one of the whip events or challenge her events is that you really learn from someone else's story, what they went through and how you can not only relate to it, but utilize that to that, take that knowledge and empower yourself to do things differently than they did so -hmm. that your result is more advantageous. I mean, when I started it, my career, I was very confident in myself. I've never, I've never had an issue with being <laughs> confident. I'm not, I'm not super insecure in my life. And so, you. Um, you know, but my very first sales job that I went for, uh, a guy and I were hired on the same day. We're the exact same age. I actually had more professional experience, less sales experience, but more professional experience. And he was making more than me. And I remember at first, should I be upset about this? And then he and I became friends and we talked about it. He asked for more. He didn't, he said he wanted more to start at that position. I didn't ask. I actually didn't even question when I was being paid. I was just like, well, I'm going to get this job. Exactly. This is so awesome. And it had less to do with me feeling that I deserved less. It was that I didn't know how to advocate for myself because I'd never heard someone talk about that before, you know, and if you don't ask for it, you ain't going to get it. No, you are not. You know, I have this uh, t-shirt that says, know your worth and then add tax. And that is what I try to live by, right? Yeah. Know your worth and add tax. But it's it's just inherently more difficult, I think, for women to do that because we are typically the helpmates, you know, taking care of the household, taking care of, you know, I mean, you know, we make, right, 85% of the decisions in the household and yeah. we impact the other 15 Right. Mm -hmm. So we're so busy taking care of others that we don't take care of ourselves. And I think that is what one of the things that WIP does is allows somebody to do what I call, you know, zoom out as you lean in and zoom out to look at the big picture from a, a business owner perspective. What is it that you're looking for? Is this client the right client for me? Is this business the right business? Is this contract the right contract, right? Is it gonna make me money? Is it gonna, or is it gonna get me the past performance I need? What is it going to do? But let me not be afraid to get in the game. And I think that we do a good job with really, um, instilling that and ensuring that we have the right atmosphere for people to feel comfortable and safe to say, you know what, I didn't know that. So let me learn from my my whip, you know, network and family of sisters, if you will. And now I am equipped to go out and stand up for myself. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. So speaking of what is ahead for you guys in the year ahead, what initiatives are you focusing on um, both legislatively and through your uh, the events that you're putting out, what it, what is it? Uh, what's a good focus in 2023 for WIP? 
So we're, you know, we're, we're looking forward to 2023. 2022 was our year of resiliency, right? Because we had to get through, you know, yet an, another, as I say, crises, right? You've got COVID crises, financial crises. They say we're going to have, you know, another bit of one, but really being a game changer, right? In 2023. Yeah. And that really means a couple of things, right? From an advocacy perspective, we're never not going to focus on procurement and access to capital. It may look different. So next year is looking at the way contracts are bundled. We don't want them bundled. We want them unbundled so that our women-owned businesses can have access to those contracts, right? You know, you're looking at category management and how, is, is that really beneficial for the um, community, if you will. Um, also looking at the um, policy around, or not policy, the practice around responding to RFPs, Qs, Is, so on. Doing so with one agency can be very different with another agency. For instance, and this is seems super simplistic, but it means a lot. Mm -hmm. It has to be a certain font size. Your cover page is, is considered part of your overall pages with one. The other one says you your font size is different. Your cover page is not included in it. And it's so you are literally having to have or spend hours upon hours to look at what the, the um, requirements are. And how are you including your information when you should really be looking at the requirements should be the same, meaning those kind of administrative requirements so that you can focus on how am I telling the story of how I'm going to solve a problem for you agency or prime right so right. some of that part the administrative part um on access to capital always right um we want our women business owners to be able to have capital infusion without jeopardizing their socioeconomic status yes. uh, so that is part of our uh policy and then of course infrastructure right and that's infrastructure money we know is handed down, you know, the policy at the Fed level, but the money is going to flow through the state. So you'll see us do what I call a top-down, bottom-up approach. Mm -hmm. And that is ensuring that we're working at the state level to see that there's transparency and accountability with how contracts are being um, put on the street, right? And access to them for our women-owned small businesses. And then, of course, broadband access. And it's not just access, it's also accountability. You know, I have one of my own team members who she lives in a rural area and her access has been horrible. And just think, she is someone who has the best access that she can have. Right. And she's in a position with us where we're supporting women-owned small businesses who don't necessarily have access. So mm -hmm. she doesn't have access. How can she help others, right? right? So in that data, you know, broadband space, we're playing there. Um, and then, of course, healthcare. You know, we've got yeah. to play in the healthcare space because that really impacts our women-owned small businesses, their benefits packages to their employees, you know, how um, that shows up in their bottom line. And of course, taxes. And it's those kinds of things that people don't realize. When you talk about policy, some people will say, oh, I don't want to deal in politics. Well, as I say, it's policy, not politics. Right. Because WIP is a national nonpartisan organization. We mm -hmm. work on both sides of the aisle. As I say, we are not red or blue. I'm green. 
I yep. care about the bottom line of our business owners and our corporations so we can have that money flowing through their businesses and ultimately through the community, right? That pebble in a pond effect. And so we just want to work on both sides of the aisle to ensure that we have the best access uh, to information, resources, knowledge for our businesses. So it's right. all about equality, equity, and parity for us in the WOSB community. I love it. And given the fact that it's such a large community, being unified together is one thing, but it's also linking arms with other organizations that might draw some um, you know, increased attention to the matters as well. So what are some of our, who are some of the partners that align with your mission and that are helpful in pushing through legislation that is beneficial to multiple parties? Oh, absolutely. And, and you bring up a good point. Uh, a collective voice is a better voice than what I call popcorn voices, right? That got them pop popping up here mm -hmm. and there. Where do we collectively align? And so we align with and partner with Hub Zone Council. We share have lots of cross pollination of, of members. Of course, WeBank, that's Women's Business Enterprise National Council. Um, they are a 501c3, so they can't play in the policy space. So we represent um, them in that space. We have um, Disability In, we have um, Montgomery um, Chamber of Commerce, right? Okay. Who is amazing in the veteran space. They are mm -hmm. amazing. Um, NGLCC, uh, uh, just about all of the other alphabets. We have yeah. um, honestly over 400 what we call coalition partners across the country. That's everyone from a national organization like us mm -hmm. to a chamber of commerce or local organization, be it an AB, um, ADBC, uh, S, uh, SBDC, a PTAC. We work collectively with everyone who's supporting the small business community so that we can be a, a 360, if you will, ecosystem for mm -hmm. them because we don't provide everything. So where our gaps are, we want to find that partner to provide that particular right. service. Well, that just strength in numbers is important. And, is. and I love that. And so you let me know if you need some help in the SBDC PTAC department, because I'm, I know a couple of people. And so All I'd right. love to be able to expand your your outreach in case there's some relationships that you might not have, especially down here in, in my home state of Florida, if I can help anywhere there. I know Orlando, I my sister um, is a small business owner and my other sister and, and her husband are also small business owners. And so it's a personal issue on top of it being a, a um, good place to be, a good space to dedicate some time to. I'm, I'm happy to do so. So let me know how I can help on that. On that well, I thank you. Well. And, and it's on the record. So I'm going to call out to you. Which That's exactly what I said. Always answer, so it's perfect. That's right. I love it. So hold me accountable to it. I promise I'm there. Um, so events ahead in 2023 and, and with that, what, are, what are the best ways that people can get involved with WIP outside of just these events that we're going to chat about? So from a being involved perspective, join your voice with ours. Bottom line, that's what I say. We have sort of two paths of thinking, if you will, because some people think because they're not a government contractor, oh, I shouldn't be involved with WIP. Well, you absolutely should because you're a woman-owned business, right? Mm -hmm. So even if you're doing business in the, the private sector side, because we have um, paths or pathways on both sides, public and private sector, you are paying your tax base right now is based on policy, right? So right. you want to make certain that you understand 
the policy that is is hitting or impacting your business. So you definitely want to be involved with us. And if you're a government contractor, it, it just makes perfect logical sense because we are the preeminent organization for government contracting education. You mentioned Challenge Her earlier. We've got thousands of people across the country who have attended our Challenge Her programs now back this year in person, yay, which we're so excited about. Um, and we do uh, sessions uh, online as well, but you'll see us in four different air quadrants, if you will, of the country in 2023 for that. Of course, our national conference. And then for our members, we offer every month, we offer some type of education, capacity expansion, some type of subject matter expert that is speaking to the to what you need for your business to help you in that procurement space. So we offer a ton of educational programming. So with that do. plugged in, that, that's it. You can be as involved with us as you want to. You dictate that with your membership level. I love it. Uh, you guys are great with with putting some really amazing people in, in front of this group of constituents. And um, a lot of them, I mean, I've learned from for the last couple of years and, and can attest to the fact that you spare no opportunity to put the best of the best in front of this group. And so I encourage people to visit the website so they can see the calendar of events listed. Um, they do a great job of putting together in-person events, but these virtual events are amazing. So if you're not located in a place where you can get to any of these in-person events, you definitely want to check out the education that uh, WIP is putting out on a regular basis. I definitely, definitely recommend it. Um, so before we close out, I always like us to end with some sage wisdom. And I know that you, um, you know, you're such a, a wonderful advocate and you're an amazing person. I know, I know you personally, so I, I know you a little bit more than you can share in 25 minutes on a podcast, but um, you always have great advice. And so I'd like you to share some with our with our group before we leave. Absolutely. I would first and foremost say to you, remember that you're not alone. You're not alone in this path or journey that you're on to success in your business. Grab a hold to the arm of you know a colleague or one of your WIP network sisters so that you can tap into that brain trust. The other is ensure that you know and understand the intersectionality of policy and business because policy does affect your business. Mm -hmm. And last, I would say, remember you are a game changer. So let's go out there and change the game in 2023 together. I love it. You are so amazing and oh, you're such a positive you. influence in government contracting and the private sector. And so thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Finally, I was so excited that I could be on here with you and just keep doing what you do and whatever WIP can assist you in with, you know, making your path even deeper in the small business community. Please make sure you tap into us as well. I am going to take you up on that. And I appreciate that very much. Thank you. And as always, we are grateful for all of our amazing guests who join us. We've had an incredible year here in 2022. And the growth we have seen in this podcast is awesome. If not for people like you, Candace, and organizations like WIP, we would not have had the positive impact we strive for in the GovCon community. So thank you so very much. If you are new to our following, please be sure to check out our YouTube channel by the same name, Spilling the Tea on GovCon, to see our archives and view all of our past episodes. 
I hope you feel encouraged to continue to follow us as we work very hard to bring you cutting edge ideas and thought leadership from people like Miss Waterman. I love you so much. Thank you. I love you back. <laughs> well, and we have an exciting lineup coming up. A lot of them are leadership from, from your team as well, but be sure to stay, stay tuned. We love it. Uh, we love what we do. And, and thank you all for being here. I am Teresa Moon. And this is Spilling the Tea on GovCon. Hope everyone has a great day. Yeah.